Good ethereal music. I'm a shoegazer. I love that stuff. All in my wheelhouse. Thanks for joining me today. It is April 29th. Is that the day? Yep. All the days blend together now in these crazy COVID times. Welcome to AltaCast High Noon here on Wednesday, April 29th, 2020. MutinyRadio.fm. Going to be joined by the Sheriff of Truth. At 12.30, the Sheriff of Truth will be calling in. 415-550-0511. That's the number here on the AltaCast. Today, all day, every day, it's the same number. Going to be talking about all kinds of things, as we always do. Exciting things happening on the internet, since that's where everyone is right now. I did my first Zooming happy hour on Saturday. Dropped a little acid, hung out with my friends from Walnut Creek, and also my buddy in Portland, Maine. Calling in, zooming in together, drinking wine. I was on acid, it was fun, the sun was going down. I was in stretchy pants. <laughs> stuff. Learned a lot of stuff this week. Been spending a lot of time in Hermitage, Studying some Nietzsche nihilism. I'm not a cosmic nihilist. I'm an optimistic nihilist. We're going to be talking about that on Some Call Me Tim at 2 o'clock. But this is the AltaCast. Some exciting news on Reddit. I found thanks to Brandy. Thanks for sending this about. Best post on Reddit I've seen in a really long time. Here it is. Female anus too close to vagina. Hi, I've been with a few women in my life, and one thing I've noticed is that the female anus is incredibly close to the vagina. In fact, they're barely an inch apart. I'm not sure about other guys. But doesn't this disturb you? It feels like a design flaw in women, actually. Like. They're supposed to be so feminine and beautiful, yet this ghastly little oversight is ruining everything. Somehow it feels to me that women should be more aware of this flaw and it should affect their confidence. 
whether I see a so-called beautiful woman walking down the street in so carefree thinking she's all that. I just remember that her anus is only an inch away from her pussy and laugh her into oblivion. Women, please accept that they're too close together. Let it negatively affect your confidence and so make yourselves more readily available sexually as a result. After all, we're having to sleep with a creature whose anus is only one inch away from the vagina. You should not make this difficult. It's unappetizing enough as is. We're doing you a favor. Men, do not let women forget this flaw and do not forgive. Yeah. That's right, incels. I love it. Yes. You know female anatomy. That is impressive, sir. I laughed so hard at this. It's been a fun week. I've been uh, writing a lot. A lot of new jokes. A lot of new stuff. My imagination is so vivid. I masturbate to podcasts. Before you think it's Joe Rogan, it's not. Right? I've never imagined him in a sexy way. You know, I masturbate to my own podcasts because I'm a narcissist. It's all about me, baby. Me, me, me. I'm on fire. Put me out. Anyway, that was a fun new joke I wrote. Uh, I have another new joke I'm pretty proud of. I was writing a lot yesterday. So COVID's a weird time to have an eating disorder. Can't be bulimic because it costs too much. Consuming five times the food might be great for the economy. But I don't have a paycheck. So it's perfect for anorexia. Oh, no, I can't leave the house to buy food. The lines are so long. Give me an excuse to not eat. Not eating is now five times easier. I guess I'll have to have another sip of half and half. So now I eat half the food. But I'm on food stamps. So that's about how much they give me. Ah, is that a good joke or what? Anyways, proud of it. Proud of it. Heard uh, my new, the new best cat call line today, uh, which was... Don't be walking like you got a place to live. <laughs> the tenderloin is getting so vicious. Seriously, the tenderloin is desperate, maniacal. People are losing it. Last night at 1230, there was a lady just screaming rape in the street. And there was another guy who was kept getting nearer to her. and knocked over something she threw this thing at him that made noise like poof. it was not a gun but someone thought it was a gun people are screaming outside it was nuts last night i don't like being around i i don't like being out after dark i everybody i, I shouldn't be out after dark but don't don't walk through the tenderloin everybody be and and i live there so i've never been afraid but and i'm trying to turn that fear into something else compassion or empathy or something but wow it's getting desperate. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of desperate. Also very, very hectic. 
Yeah. I thought I heard my neighbors having sex, but it was just my cats play fighting in the other room. Not as difficult to finish as you think. Also, important things learned from Westworld this week. Every human relationship can be adjusted with the right amount of money. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Westworld. Breaking it all down for me. Only one episode left of that. I don't like TV per se, but Westworld is not TV. Westworld is the smartest show that ever showed. If you haven't watched Westworld, I encourage you. In fact, I'm jealous of you because you have so many hours of joy and wonderment ahead of you. I feel the same way about people that, when I ask them, oh, have you seen Rick and Morty? And they go, no. I'm like, oh, you're so lucky. Oh, oh, you get to watch them for the first time. Experience the genius. Gems that flow from the honeyed lips of those characters. Oh, yes. Go out and watch some Rick and Morty and some Westworld. Change your life. Drinking has been easy to not do because I have no one to drink with. But the, the happy hour, again, the Zooming happy hour was really fun. I did feel like I was hanging out with my friends for two hours, which was great because I miss my friends. I've been in a deep hermitage of not seeing people. I finished a script this week. I finished a 39-page script of Dottie and Brie, the first story I ever wrote to completion in 2007. And it's a pile of dog shit as, as, a, uh, as a fiction piece. But going through and turning it into a teleplay, I'm pretty proud of it. And I'm going back through all of my old stories that, you know, perspective means a lot. I wrote a lot of fiction between 2007 and 2010. And I didn't do a lot with that fiction, but now I'm going through it and turning them into scripts and it's really working. So I've written Camp, which was about seven people out in the desert, Desert Awakenings for high school kids in the desert, that one. And then Hijo Perdido, Little Boy Lost, a 1993 jail story about teaching people to read, real racist story. And now Dottie and Bree. I did the first couple pages on the soon-to-be legend of Farmer Keith, but I'm not, I lost kind of steam on it because everybody, it's pot's legal now. So when I wrote it in 2009, it was like, ooh, pot farming, it's so illegal and cool. And now that it's everywhere ubiquitously and is an essential job, the soon-to-be legend of Farmer Keith is no longer as scintillating as I once found it as a story. So I'm not going to continue working on that one, but I am going to pick up the Bike Messenger Assassins, the Pigeon Chronicles, or Bike Messenger Assassins, and adapt that into a tele-screenplay kind of thing. That's the next one I'm working on. Yay. So I've been busy. I've been writing. I've been in Hermitage. I've been writing jokes. I've been here a lot at the station. Scary things happening at the station, though. Wow, let's talk about times getting desperate. So I was here yesterday because Bughouse Square is an amazing show here at Mutiny Radio every Tuesday from 8, 6 to 8. 
check it out. It's a great, great, great show. Music, local music, underground, sounds from the basement. Great stuff. Bug House Square, 6 o'clock, Tuesdays. So he sends me his MP3s, and I play them live during his space. Because I care about his show, he cares about his show, yay. So I'm here early, setting up for it to play at 6 o'clock so I can get out of here. And I have the door blocked so that people can't, it, we're not open, like the door's open, but we're not open, just like everybody else. And this guy like moves things around and comes in and I say, hey man, we're not open, I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm gonna use the bathroom. And I was like, no, you don't understand, we're not open, it's COVID times, you can't, the bathroom isn't open for people. And he's like, yeah, it's the door, this is all open. I'm like, no, you're not listening. It's COVID time. If you use the bathroom, I have to disinfect the whole bathroom. You're not wearing a mask. You didn't ask permission. We're not really open. And he just gets confrontational with me and then goes to the bathroom and closes the door and locks it. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do here? Because I'm alone. It's the middle of the afternoon, by the way. And he's in there for like 15 minutes. And I start freaking. And the first thing he does when he gets in there is turn on the water. So I know that he's doing something nefarious, right? Something he shouldn't be doing. A, using the bathroom without permission. Come on, man. B, obviously you're doing something nefarious. If you turn on the water right away, you're doing something that you don't want me to know about because the water's running. I get that. It's been 15 minutes. The water is running. What's going on? So I don't know what to do, and I'm freaking out. I get on the Facebooks. I type a message into some buddies. I'm like, I don't know what to do. There's a guy in the bathroom, and he won't get out. Help, help, help. And they say, call the police. And I'm like, I don't want to call the police. I don't want to bother police right now. Also, and then another guy says, no, 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 just tell him you're calling the police. I'm like, oh, then he's going to come out of the bathroom, and he's going to attack me. This is what's going to happen. So another one of my buddies says, ask Wilson from the coffee shop up the street. On 21st Street, there's coffee shop. Wilson's amazing. He's an incredible, amazing individual. Diamond cutter Bodhisattva. Yeah, whatever. He's like a Buddhist monk or something. Okay. So I lock up the studio. The guy's still in the bathroom. I lock up the studio, get all of my belongings, all of my things that are worth money. I put them in the backpack. I lock up the studio. I get out the door. I run up to Wilson and I'm like freaking out. Oh my God, there's a guy in the bathroom and he's got the thing and I can't run. I'm scared and I don't know what to do. And he's like, hey, it's cool. It's cool. We're going to get him out of there with love. So he comes in here, knocks on the door. Hey man, you got to get out of here. And he just starts going, hey, I love you, man, but you got to get out of here. The guy's being so confrontational. He's like, no, no, I love you, but you got to get out of here. And I'm hiding in the booth now because I'm, I'm scared. I don't know how to deal with this situation. And he gets the guy out, and he's standing at the door, and he's like, the guy's walking. He's like, I love you, man. He's like, no, you fucking no. He's like, no, I do. I really love you, man. And the guy's yelling and stuff. He's like, hey, thanks, man. Have a great day. Gets him out of there with love. And I'm like, you are my new god. So he goes back and he closes up for the day at coffee shop and he's gone. And I realize that this guy was in there taking a shower, basically. And he's trying to like wash his hair and all this stuff. We leave and the water's going. So I go in there and I go to turn off the water. Well, only the hot water works here because the cold water tap is broken. Well, he figured out a way to turn on the cold water. So now I'm here and I can't, the water's running and running and running. And I'm like, water. Are we still in a drought? Let's go. I don't, and I don't have the tool to shut off the water, and I don't know what to do, and I'm freaking out. I get back on the internet. What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. So find out someone else has my tool. I don't know what to do. Ah. 
So I cry because I'm a genius, and the way that I figure things out is that I cry and then answers come to me. That girl from the series of unfortunate events ties up her hair and then she figures shit out. Me? No, I just start to cry and then an answer comes to me. So I get, I have, the, the wrench is too big or too small for the thing, and I get duct tape and paper towel and a too small wrench, and I shut off the water, yay! And I figured it out and I saved planet. So that was my big exciting Tuesday story here at Mutiny Radio. But the point is that things are getting desperate and I'm scared of the streets now because unpredictable behavior is the scariest thing for me and I don't know how to deal with unpredictable behavior. And when it comes to fight or flight, I'm a flight. I'm like, (laughs) run away, preserve my safety. So that's what's happening at Mutiny Radio. Coming up at 12.30, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, is going to give me a call. But until then, I love the Carpenters. Does anyone else love the Carpenters? This is On Top of the World by the Carpenters. And I just, I just, just loved her. Karen Carpenter and her brother. Such a feeling's coming over me There is wonder in most everything I see Not a cloud in the sky Got the sun in my eyes And I won't be surprised if it's a dream Everything I want the world to be Is now coming true, especially Shut up. 
explanation and the only explanation I can find is a love that I found ever since you've been around. You almost put me at the top of the that song I mean she sounds like she's having such a good time and she was so anorexic Uh, I learned an amazing thing from her book I read her autobiography when I was in high school because I had a terrible eating disorder in high school I was bulimic at the time because I was rich right bulimia is a rich woman's disease a rich girl disease because you really do eat five times the food, and <laughs> it's expensive. Who could who could throw away that much food in these COVID times? Seriously. Uh, but what I learned from Karen Carpenter's biography is that she used to. Her mom and other people were like, "You need to eat. You need to eat. You need to eat," and so she would make these amazing. She called them like smoothie drink milkshakes. She called them. She would take skim milk and put it in the blender with ice cubes. So it looked like food. As little milk as possible, right? Like 80 calories of milk over ice and blend it up and sip it out of a straw and tell people it was a milkshake. And I was like, girl, you are a genius. That is that is some pro tips of anorexia. Hell yeah. But at the time, the way I learned about eating disorders was different strokes. Thanks, Dana Plato. Anybody remember different strokes from like 1984, 85, when Dana Plato has a birthday and she gets a cake. She goes upstairs, she eats the entire cake, and then she throws up. And I was like, what a great idea. You can eat a whole cake? Thanks, different strokes. Bulimia. Wow. And again, rich girl disease, because Different Strokes was all about that rich house with the spiral staircase in the kitchen and the big arching staircase with the, I remember that whole set so well. Anyway, poor Karen Carpenter. Uh, One more song by her, and then hopefully we're going to have a phone call from LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, telling us what's going on. Because I, news submerge myself in a barrel of pot fudge come out for free ice cream days all right uh this other we're gonna play this is my other favorite song by karen carpenter i used to sing it to my cat my poor dead cat who i miss and love so much this goes out to you spike
COVID times, we can't be close to anybody. <laughs> Except my cats. I can be as close to my cats as I want. Trying to train cats. Crazy. I have a baby cat. She's not a baby anymore. She's a brick. She's made of metal. She's half the size of my big cat, but twice the noise. How is that possible? She's a tiny kitten. And when she jumps from anything, it's like, boom. My poor neighbors downstairs have complained. They're like, is she dropping bowling balls on the ground at six in the morning? It's my cat. So now I have to keep them like locked in my bedroom slash bathroom during the night so that they won't be evil. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, written a lot of poems this week. I did a uh, couple good new ones I'm proud of. Also some haikus. I think uh, my best haiku is this one. Let's see, the secret. The secret is to know the difference between 
between butterflies and trash. Oh, yeah. And... Love what you do, or with time, even the heaviest load grows, or even the lightest load grows heavier. Let me do my own words justice. Love what you do, or with time, even the lightest load grows heavier. Which makes me sound like a fortune cookie, but don't most haikus, <laughs> five, seven, five, syllabic count, especially when you're coming from the Japanese tradition, which would be done in pictograms anyway what's their syllabic count so what are we doing trying to co-opt their poems man are we reappropriating Japanese culture I love Japanese culture they have so much discipline I'm definitely into discipline that's like my thing ballet taught me discipline is everything my ballet ballet teacher also always told me you always go back to the bar and I said that during my sobriety for five weeks you always go back to the bar but then the bars are closed what do I do I haven't been drinking very much I'm very proud of myself um, also because I don't have any money so I can't also because I haven't been wearing uh, wearing the masks inside I've been wearing a hoodie that I flip around and I use the the hood on the front of me as a mask to get my sundries. All right, waiting for that phone call from Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. And while I'm waiting for that, let's see if one of my new poems is good enough to read out loud. My favorite new quote, this week from Nietzsche was butterflies and soap bubbles know the most, most about happiness. That one and my dream, a bold sailor, half ship, half hurricane, silent as a butterfly and patient as a falcon. How did it have time and patience today for the weighing of worlds? Ugh, Nietzsche, you're a poet. Don't let poets lie to you. Don't do it. Well, speaking of since she's not here yet. Okay. This one is called 72 Virgins, and it's based, it's a COVID poem. It's my first COVID poem. Yay! And it also kind of came from Nietzsche. <laughs> I sort of stole a thing. I flarfed off him, and then I, his quote was, may looking away be my only form of negation. And that is a, a Nietzsche quote, but I changed it. So here we go, 72 virgins. May looking away be my only form of negotiation. No more emotional terrorism. Exploding my own heart in an 80s TV movie. You are not a promised virgin, coquettishly waiting among 72 copies, DNA coated on a cloud, lounging, standing, wings aflutter. Six feet becomes a canyon. The secret is knowing the difference between a butterfly and a piece of trash. See, I got to change that because I changed it. It was better when I... The secret is knowing the difference between a butterfly and a piece of floating trash. But you look like an angel when you sleep. Such perfect lips, this youth. 
I wake in terror, screaming. Two white ghosts reflect behind the screen. Objective versus subjective, they whisper. And I am suddenly afraid of the dark. Oh, that's a poem. Okay. <laughs> I like that one. Well, All right. Latoya, it's time for you to call. It's time for you to call so I don't have to make listening audience listen to my poems. She'll get to me in just a sec. This is... This is one I wrote... I wrote this one for a Lawrence Ferlinghetti anthology and I, let's see, I gotta go back to it. It's the, mm, here we go. This is called, oh no, I'm, where is it? Sorry, everybody, I should look for. It's, uh, I'm a terrible person, and I can't find all my... Here we go. No. It's because I changed it to Thor. Anyways, I'm a terrible person. I'm not, I, I'm not going to read that poem because I can't, I can't find it. And I'm proud of it, though. I changed it to, um... So, Lawrence, it's the whole thing was, there we go. Here's the edit for that. Okay, this is called Breakfast of Youth. I watched Thor walk his dog in the tenderloin after making it rain. His dog trots freely in the street and sees reality. America, drunks in doorways, ants in holes, pool rooms, and policemen. He doesn't hate cops. Thor stepped in human shit. I mean, he knew it wasn't dog shit. He is a god. A god washing poop off his shoe is still a god. And this wasn't some Jesus thing. I didn't wash his feet. He lifts his shirt. Oh, nearly naked breaths, breasts. Uh, there she is. Your breath more than 51 degrees dangles is the air. No one ever said I wish it would have happened faster. You are the sprawl in my chest. You are the feeling that makes me believe in a god. It's your world. Show me where to sit. Yes, yes, and always yes. I am your yes. I didn't grow up here like a living question mark, a dog eating the breakfast of youth. Oh, yeah. Hey, we got LaToya on the line. LaToya, the sheriff of truth. Hey, hey, I was just I was just reading the kids while I was waiting for you. I was just reading the kids anew. New little poem, some new poems. I've, I've been real creative this week. Oh, sweet. Well, that's one of uh, Pam Benjamin's greatest hits. Oh, yeah. No, I, um, I, I, I changed up a poem to apply for a thing, and I've been, I've been, I've been crazy. I've been, I've been a hermit. I've been locked in my house like I'm supposed to be, uh, but just writing <laughs> furiously. I've finished these scripts. I've been writing a ton of new jokes, and, uh, yeah, I've been real You're inspired. using your time wisely. Using my time wisely, yeah. Finished a 39-page script of 
an old story I wrote called Dottie and Bree. We're gonna we started reading it on Monday, but ran out of time. And I want to reread the whole thing on Friday if I can get some actors to to get on it because it's good. I'm I'm this is the first script I've written that I'm like, this is not bad. This is pretty good actually. Like I don't know what to do with it. I don't know who to send it to, but. I don't know, I'm sort of learning a new s- skill, I guess, uh, that'll be useful at some point. That's cool. Yeah. Yay. What are you up to? Um, well, as of, I've been uh, actually recording stuff on YouTube, and I actually had a great interview. I So everyone knows I, I bartend out, and I, I'm into beer, and so I was interviewed on Up. Uh, Instagram Live yesterday by uh, this guy uh, called the Beer Guys out of uh, Eugene, Oregon. And we were just basically talking about um, lack of diversity in the beer industry and sexism in the beer industry and all that fun stuff. So it was really cool to be interviewed. Yeah. And I'll probably be doing it again. But my buddy Michelle is a beer brewer up in or Oregon in Portland, Oregon, and she talks about that all the time, that in the beer brewing industry, it is primarily dudes. And yes. how being a woman has helped her because they are actively seeking diversity now in that field. So she's a great beer brewer, too. <laughs> yeah, but I have the I have the double whammy. Cause I'm a black woman. Yes! There you go. So, yeah. But, I mean, it was a really great and interesting conversation, and um, hopefully we'll be, we'll probably do it again. So, I mean, the fact that someone sees that, you know, me working in this industry, like, you have to go through your trials and tribulations. The fact that there are people out there that care to hear your story means something. And, but uh, going back to what you were talking about with being creative, that's one thing I'm lacking. I've been reading books. I've been doing YouTube stuff, I've been taking photos, I've been house cleaning, I've only written once, Ah. and it's driving me crazy, and I'm just like, what is wrong with me? No, you're just using (laughs) other skills. I mean, I was getting on my own ass because I hadn't written any jokes in a while, and I was writing all these poems and scripts and shit, but yesterday, all of a sudden, it was like, whoa, I, I sat down and wrote and I had all these new jokes and I, I put one of them on the Facebooks and I got amazing response. Like, I was just, I was floored that so many people, it was the, I posted that I I have, my imagination is so vivid, I masturbate to podcasts. And... Uh, yeah, that was funny. Uh, thank you. And I... And, and I feel like on, on stage it'll have legs, too, because I can I can do some crowd work and ask people what podcasts they listen to. And inevitably someone's going to say Joe Rogan. And then I get to use the punchline of, I don't, I would, ne- I've never sexualized Joe Rogan. It is not him. I've never imagined him. I've never imagined having sex with Joe Rogan in any way. And then the other tag would be that. I, I'm not going to lie and say I haven't. You've masturbated to Joe Rogan podcasts? Oh, God, let's not inflate oh, no. his ego anymore. Oh. Oh, not masturbate, but I said I've had I've I've had a thought in my mind of 
showroom again. Oh, let's just say that. And, right. I, and then I wanted to, like, take a shower after that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was the the other punchline to that joke is uh, I I masturbate to my own podcasts because I'm a narcissist, so I just That's love hearing really my own one. voice when I'm when I'm getting down with myself. You know, it's just it's a enormous Speaking feedback of. loop. But was, so there was that joke, and uh, I wrote a new I wrote a new uh, joke about COVID and uh, and eating disorders, which is fun. And, uh, oh, this was my best. I got catcalled. Oh, my favorite new catcall. I was walking oh, yesterday, pretty, a pretty fast clip through the Tenderloin, and a guy yells at me, don't be walking like you got a place to live. Oh, isn't that great? Oh, that was great. Don't oh, be walking like no. you got a place to live. I was like, all right. Fuck you. No, I just thought that was funny. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I dug it. I was like, all right, all right. Uh, wow. So there was that one, and then uh, I love the other one from the other week. You look like you know something. Yes, yes, I do. Thank you. You got me. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's been. Oh, and then <clears throat> I was walking on market, and a guy just starts screaming, "Do drugs so you don't cry." <laughs> oh yeah. The truth is on the street. And it is, it is, it is desperate. It is desperate and scary. And I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately getting nervous. A lady last night at 1230 on my street on Geary was just screaming rape. And this guy was like, sort of like antagonizing her and she was nuts. And then, so all these police come and then she starts screaming, get me some water, get me some water. And then the police aren't doing anything. And the guy walks away and they're all just kind of standing far away from her. And then the police start walking away. She's like, where's my water? And he goes, just walk down to the police station at Jones and Eddie, and you can get some water. We'll give you water there. And um, she's, they, they drive away, all the cops. And then she's standing alone on the street corner again, screaming, I want some water. I want some water. No one responds. And then she just sort of walked off. So it was, it was a crazy night in the Tenderloin. Jesus. Yeah. And I mean, it's there's been so much more screaming. People I'm, are going mad. People are going, yeah, and they're madmen everywhere. And I'm afraid of, um, I'm afraid of being around after dark anymore. Like I am inside by dark, absolutely, unless someone's giving me a ride. The bus is a fucking zombie freak show. I, it's and this is Pam, ladies and gentlemen. You've never heard Pam Benjamin talk. Talk about being afraid walking in her neighborhood. No. So this is a new one. This is a whole new animal. I am after dark. I mean, and I like to get out of here at like six o'clock at the latest now because crazy shit is going on in this neighborhood. It's um, you, it, the fact that no one's going out is when the crazies usually come out too. Well, because they know? don't. They have nowhere to live. They're already out. It's just like what the guy said. Don't be walking like you got a place to live. The Tenderloin is just everyone hanging out on the street because that's where they live. I don't know if you um, if you walk by that you're not walking by. You're way far away and you're not leaving your house, which is great. And don't leave. Don't leave your house like someone just invited you to their play. Like, don't don't go. <laughs> uh, don't. Like, come to my comedy show. Like, leave your house like I'm asking you to come see me do comedy. But, uh, and then make sure you hug everybody. Yeah. yeah not, don't even, we're all coughing into our elbows and then we're bumping elbows. It's so weird. But next to the, the library, there's a Burning Man camp. There are 
I'm not exaggerating, 60 tents set up outside of the library. There's a whole tent city right there in front of the library. And that's just sort of the mouth of the Tenderloin. And then when you get through different, there's different streets in the Tenderloin, it's like Burning Man, but without the nature. People are just hanging out, drinking on the street. The guys with the huge jar of weed are still there just selling weed on the street corner. It's mayhem down there. Well, you know, we're in till the 1st of June, so uh, I have a feeling We're in till the 1st of June now? Yeah. They made that, uh, I think it was yesterday or Monday. Wow. But there's another problem. I don't think we're going to get out then. Okay, so every week we talk, ladies and gentlemen, I have my predictions, and so far I have been spot on. Now... Now for my new prediction this week. So I did say that we were going to be in until June, but since we have a bunch of fuck faces running state governments and stupid mother, excuse me, stupid mofos, I'm trying not to curse as much, um, that are going to the beach in Southern California. Right. I don't know if you heard about that story, but last. Oh, you should see season, Baker Beach from last. I saw someone a picture from 4:24 at Baker Beach that really nice day. And it was Baker Beach was stacked with people, and that's here in San Francisco. But go back to it, down south in SoCal, people are just going out to the beach. So yeah, so uh, you know, it's it's mostly like Venice and uh, uh, Santa Monica are closed because that's I believe that's L.A. County. Yeah. But the beaches that were had a little bit of lax, uh, uh, they were a little bit lax on their closures. Were Huntington Beach which I don't F with Huntington Beach because that's where all the racist uh, OC white folks are and the racist surfers. And then <laughs> um, and then uh, I believe they said, uh, uh, I forgot the other beach. But anyway, there's two of them, and they said thousands. Thousands. Not hundreds. Thousands of people. So just imagine, so you're having, because L.A. is a large city, and if all the rest of the beaches are closed, in L.A. County, in that whole area, many people drove down further to, like, Orange County to go wow. to those beaches. Sure. So thousands. So that means what's going to happen is, well, now it's going to spread more. Right, right, because right. Because people, yeah. And so which means it's going to prolong us to be indoors. Damn it. Because you had people. That's, that's the whole thing. You cannot get into the water with people. Right. Okay? You may be six feet apart with someone, like, on the on the beach, but you're going to have to walk by them, and people cough and everything. You don't – and we're talking thousands of people. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So you know it's going to spread. You know. So I – my new prediction, I'm stepping it up to maybe mid-July. Wow. Oh, come on, people. Stay inside so that Mutiny Radio can open again. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> like, and, and then, you know, this past Friday, we had Georgia that opened everything. <sighs> and I, I think we talked about that last week. Yeah. Bowling alleys? Like, what? Bowling alleys? That's Friday. insane. People are sharing balls, sticking their fingers in there. and Exactly. And tattoo The shoes. Parlor. I am 
so wanted to get a tattoo right now during the virus. That's Perfect insane, idea. right? When you get get um, your nails done, like, can you do your own nails? Can yes. you do your own toenails here for a couple months? You got to, I mean, I. My nails look like shit, and I don't care, and I haven't shaven, and I don't care. Right. Because where am I going? Exactly. And well, then on top it's a, of that, I think so it's, it's a deeper, on Friday. We're, we're dealing with a deeper issue, though, and it's that you can't tell Americans what to do. You, and the problem is that we made Americans dumb and entitled. So now they're out there saying, wow, this is it. I need to go outside. It, it's, we've got to but, listen, I think, to, to the – But – oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just ranting about stupid people that won't, but on that top won't listen because they're Americans. That. I know the entitlement is just uh, egregious, but on top of that, that we have to deal with. So I already talked about certain states are opening because their governors are completely trash. Texas is opening on Friday. Why? And they haven't even the curve is they haven't even hit the curve yet, Texas. And then so now we have that. So now we also have those morons that are protesting the the self quarantine. The, 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 the MAGA people, the people that should actually be ejecting bleach into themselves. <laughs> um, so now you have – so last week they did Michigan, and then they've been doing protests in Ohio. They did one in Southern California as well, um, and they did one in Austin with Alex Jones' crazy ass. None of these people had masks on. They were standing right beside each other. One woman then where they had um, – who was it? Uh, one of the uh, leaders of um, – a group that leaded those these protests in North Carolina, she just got confirmed that she has the virus. Duh! <laughs> and she plans on attending the rally this weekend. No, in North no. Carolina. If so you know you have it, how dare you? How? What are you? What are you she protesting? Said she's what to are feel you? Better. It's it's murder. You know how it's in certain states it's murder if you know you have HIV and you intend on spreading it. In certain states, they say that's attempted murder. That's yeah. what this woman is doing yeah. right now. Absolutely. If you know you have it, what the fuck? Uh, you're 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 trying to spread it. Like I'm living under blissful ignorance. I have no symptoms. I feel great. I'm incredibly healthy. Uh, I, but again, I'm not doing dangerous activities. I am sheltering. There's just, I shelter in two places. I shelter here at Mutiny Radio and I shelter at my house. And and you've been trying to avoid the bus. Yeah, I'm not on the bus. I'm walking thing. everywhere. And because it's, I mean, it's great for me. I'm walking five miles a day. It feels great. I feel amazing. Like, I'm getting, getting, getting the muscles, girl. Get, uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm trying to. Baby, I'm turning 46 this year. I got to do something about my. I got to keep no, this it's shit together. 46. Oh, 46. thank you for putting the right <laughs> spin on that, the right perspective. That's perfect. <laughs> well, it's. I'm walking but, yeah. and I'm trying. I'm trying not to do dangerous things, and I feel like going to the store is the most dangerous thing you can do. But I'm it is. definitely wearing masks and keeping distance. You know, here's the. The best deal in the mission, and they've been feeding me the most lately, um, on 
20th and Bryant. There is a Vietnamese place called Pho on Bryant, 20th and Bryant. They have $2 pork banh mi's. I'm not kidding, $2, and they're amazing. Their bread is really good. Their pork is really good. You can get extra jalapenos, cilantro. It's very fresh. Their, their whole carrot game is on, and they're $2 a piece. So I've been getting, like, I just go in with a $10 bill and get three and say, hey, you know, that's a tip, you know. But then I've, I've just been eating pork sandwiches. They're so, it's cheaper than anything else. So everybody oh, go, better, and they're delicious. You better, you better. You better stand in line and go to the store and get you some vegetables. Well, there's there's tons of vegetables in a pork banh mi. I mean, it's, there's all those carrots and there's cilantro and jalapenos. And you know what I mean. No, I, <laughs> I know. At the beginning of this, I but, ate a bunch of broccoli. But now I'm like, I'm pretty much at home. All I have is like cheese and pasta. But everything every everything is good. I, I just don't want to wait in line at the store. That's why I said it's this is a perfect time for anorexics because it's like give me an excuse not to eat. Oh, the lines are so long and I'm supposed to stay inside. <laughs> like I'll just take <laughs> another sip of half and half. It's um it's it's a great time to to be eating half the amount of food because I'm on food stamps and they only give me that about that amount of money anyway. So it's, it's I am um, I'm actually going to the store today myself, but, you know, the thing is, like, I, at least the stores in my neighborhood have been a little bit good about the social distancing and marking off uh, your area and stuff, but, so, going back to these, the reason why, the reasons why I think that we're going to be in here, and part of me even thinks that we're going to be in here till like, August. No. Like, to, like, the majority of summer. Well, because the, problem, the fact of now people are doing stupid shit. But with the summertime, that's when things get scary because in places like Chicago and New York where things get really hot, if it's hot oh, yeah. in the summertime, are people going to die just because they don't have access to air conditioners and they can't get outside? Like, old people being stuck in their apartment buildings? That stuff's scary. I, I, I hope that oh, we well, get out I mean, before the summer. Coming from Chicago, they've already started going buck wild. So, right. I mean, but even in my neighborhood, we had two shootings in one day. What? I think that was in like the Bayview? Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Like, there's still people like, I, this is why it's a good thing that you are walking, you know, you are going home before dark. Because now people are starting to get desperate. Yes. And now people are starting to, like, see who's out. And people are starting to do stupid, crazy shit. Yeah. And so, and even with the people, like, those crazy MAGA folks that are protesting, you know, that is added to the stupid shit and the violence, I feel that it might be coming our way. Well, it's, so, the, the problem is that there are so many people who haven't been taken care of, and they are living on the street. And they are right. having unpredictable behavior because the world is unpredictable right now. I mean, it's chaos. And when people become unpredictable and they have unpredictable ha behavior, that's what creates fear in me. I, if I'm, if I don't know what someone's going to do, oh man, like, and people are just having chaotic behavior right now. There's just a lot of screaming, a lot of breakups. I've been hearing so many, like, overhearing breakups on people's phones. There was a woman walking down the street the other day just crying and bawling and talking on the phone and, like, yeah. And I'm just like, my heart is going out to 
what's happening in people's minds right now. It's this is some scary stuff, and I don't know. I if, think yeah. I don't know if Netflix alone is enough to divert me from the fear well, of what's really happening I, right now. People are not used, especially in this country, are not used to. Well, we can't relax and be worried about your financial being, you know, or if you're going to have a job. So people are on higher load or tips that. And if you have kids, oh my gosh, you know, you know, I have, you know, I have to homeschool them, or I don't have a computer. There's just so much that has happened all of a sudden, and it's a shock to the system. And now we're finding out the system is a hot mess, and. The twelve hundred dollars is gone. Yeah, the twelve hundred. So, I haven't even gotten my twelve hundred dollars yet, so I don't even know this magic twelve hundred dollars that everyone's getting. I'm like, when? Well, <laughs> when? It's, is it, well, is it might, real? Yours is. Yeah, yours is delayed because do you have? If you don't have direct deposit. Right, I'm waiting Trump for a check. Yeah. Put, yeah, and he wanted he he made it longer because he wanted to put his signature on the check. Ain't oh. So that's why you ain't got your shit. <laughs> I'm okay. I've, I actually am I'm a good saver and I had enough. So I'm not – I myself am not worried about my own personal finances. I am concerned about the station and what's going to happen. But people have right. been incredibly so generous. So And I've been applying for all of these crazy grants. So – I mean, I'm going to see, this is, the funny thing is, is that I'm kind of a nihilist, so this is the, I've been having a great time, just because, I don't, I, didn't I really believe, don't mind it, I, it's, I don't have any tethers, really, to this world, other than my cats, so, my fear is just self-fear. I think that if I had a family or children or an extended family in some way that, or a house payment or something difficult financially, I might be a little bit more freaked out than I am. But right now, I'm having a really good time. I've been incredibly creative. I've written all those scripts. I've been writing new jokes. We're, I mean... I'm having a good time hanging out at home. I have so many books to read. I reread all of J.D. Salinger's canon this week. You oh, know? nice. Yeah. Franny and Zoe. Yeah. And studied a bunch of nihilism, studied some Buddhism. I'm not going to sit here and say I've been having a good time, but I will say that I don't mind it, you know, because what I'm, you know, I'm also, like, trying to, like, you know, I've actually been reading, too, thank God. There are things that I have to self-reflect on. Again, I'm trying not to drink as much right. this week. Um, I, and am, then, wait, I am so lucky that I took those five weeks off from alcohol before the COVID time started. If I wouldn't have taken a break from my consumption and I went straight into these COVID times, I can't imagine how much poison I would be consuming. Like, cause I, I mean, even now when I, when I wake up and I, I'm writing my scripts and stuff. And if I was in the mindset that I was in before the accident in February, I mean, I'd be waking up and having a glass of wine or putting whiskey in my coffee because again, nihilism, like why not? What else do we have to live for? Might as well drink all the time. But I and plus changed. It's relaxing the, having a drink of wine and reading a book. Right, 
Well, but you know me from the past. It wasn't I'm going to have a glass yeah. of wine and read a book. It's I'm going to drink a bottle of wine <laughs> and yeah, and 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 read a book and then and then open another one. So, but stopping that behavior, I'm just this year is kind of coming up, Benjamin. Like I I feel like a big jerk nice. that things are good. Also, I was inside with my cats for like 48 hours. And it was amazing. I, I didn't feel lonely or weird. I mean, I did a Zoom with my with some friends from Walnut Creek, but uh, other than that, I was I'm happy as a clam inside. I don't mind, but I, I can't See, understand. And I think with the go ahead. No, go no, ahead. you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say with the fact that you know at least this is a positive side of technology. You know where we are able to at least still socialize via uh, through a screen. Right which this is a time where I have to say, thank God for that, you know, because I think that's what helps us for some of us who can handle this. I think that's what helps calm our stress down seeing as we can still socialize without going out. You know, we can still engage, uh, with, uh, with people. What what a time then, to be a sociologist. <laughs> We're to study yeah. to study the human nature of of uh, being confined and yet still trying to be connected. And then it's what the fascinating. And that people still on the street aren't like I'm smiling at everybody and like making eye contact, especially with people with masks, because I can't see if they're smiling or frowning. Like, I'm smiling and making eye contact. But a lot of people are still being, like, quintessential San Franciscans and not looking anybody in the eye and just sort of walking. And, but oh, I'm like, if I'm on the street, let's have some human contact. Not, like, contact, like I'm touching you, but contact in that, like, I'm a human, you're a human, we're interacting. Because we, humans are social creatures. We, we require that. There's, I, I, I don't well, know. I don't know what's going to happen. After this, I, I definitely see after this virus, that's going to change a lot. But, I mean, the fact that, you know, there are, there's the side of those who, like you said, you, you're enjoying this moment, and then I'm, like, content with it right now. But then going on the opposite spectrum, I was reading that there have been high cases of domestic violence. What? And child abuse. No. <laughs> yeah you know, from spouses. Wow. And so, you know, the 911 calls have been, like, off the charts with, like, domestic uh, abuse phone calls. And I'm just like, wow. Wow. Because people living in, you know, because also, too, if you're a couple, you're probably going through some financial issues. Sure, sure. Or something with kids, you know. Yeah. So, so there's that spectrum that, you know, reading this article, I'm like, shit. And like the, the this virus is just it's exposing just not just everything with the government but what's going on even in our own homes. And and there's people know. I realize now that I live in the Tenderloin in a studio by myself, right? But there are people that live in studios with five people. And I walked by um on Leavenworth, there was a window and I kinda looked in and there's like seven people in an apartment all sitting together. So not everybody when they're sheltering in place has a palatial estate in Danville to hunker down with their toilet paper from Costco and have all this <laughs> space to themselves. There's a lot of people right. that are, uh, you know, in a pressure cooker of humanity just because when they're sheltering in place, 
that's their shelter that they share with a lot of people. So, I mean, ah! yeah, like there's, I, I've just noticed, like just even reading some of these articles, which are very intriguing. It's just like the different types of like, you know, we were just talking about how ours is like positive, And then there's like, holy shit, like people getting their ass whooped in their own home. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, we know that happens. But the fact that it's going at an accelerating rate right now, right. you know, and then on top of that, I mean, there's just so much going on that it's like, I can't like even you pay. Can't catch up. I yeah, just, I, mean, I just want to hide I in my to, books. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> and, and that's bank. actually a safer place because sometimes I have to like just put my phone down and not read anything that's going on in society because it's disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just like distracting myself with other, with just interpersonal issues. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to write a poem about boys. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've just been focusing on myself and interpersonal relationships and writing and creating. We're, we know what was really successful last week, actually. We did... Um, there's a podcast of it too. It's the happy hour podcast from last week. But at seven o'clock on Fridays, well, we did it last Friday. I'm doing it this Friday as well. We do comedy on the street. So the comedians are inside, all sheltered in place. And I'm not asking any new comics to come, just the ones who've been here before. So I'm not inviting people to gather. Also, no more than five comedians on the bill, including me. So we're not gathering because there's only five of us and we're performing. But we perform in the doorway. We perform (laughs) in the doorway with stuff in front of us so people can't come close to us. And there's definitely more than six feet between where we are and where the... And there is no audience. It's just for the neighbors. So there were these girls that were hanging out their window that live across the street. And there were some people on the street and in the street. There were maybe like... And they weren't gathered because they were all very far apart from each other. But we put the speakers... They were scattered. They were scattered, <laughs> not gathered. And and uh, do your... Uh, that was Rachel's joke. She said, do your... Um, it's a distance. <laughs> Your distance, dance, dance, dance. Anyways, so everyone was distanced, and I had five comics. We did a 50-minute comedy show, and we projected it to the street, and everyone in the neighborhood got to listen, if they so chose. And it was great, and it was amazing to perform in front of people. And I forgot. Like, I was totally unprepared because I didn't think people were actually going to come. So I didn't prepare any material at all, and it was so hard to come up with like, you know, I, I did seven minutes at the top, and then I did jokes throughout as I remembered them. But this week, I'm a little bit more prepared. I was like, oh, I have all my Jesus material. I have all. And then I wrote these new jokes. So anyway, I'm excited for this week. It was a good show. Everybody was really funny. All my comics were were really good. And, and they were like, wow, we got to do this again. This is so great. Because no one needs to record it. Oh no, it's recorded. It's it's on the Oh, you okay, mean cool. visually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This week maybe we'll have someone visually record it. But I'm not putting out any chairs or anything. So I'm not asking people to gather. I'm just saying if you're in the neighborhood and you already live here, just stick your head out the window. Stand, Come on, out, stand in the street. Stand across the street. Yeah, stand, stand across the street. The street. Uh, Keep your distance. Yeah. But this is the time lot. that I mean, I feel like we need to not connect but laugh. Um, I've also been obsessively reading tarot cards. Do you want a tarot card reading? 
Okay. Do you don't have to if you don't want to. Do you want one? I actually just had one done by my cousin. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any burning? Do you have any burning questions on your mind right now? Not really. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Well, the the card that just leapt out of the deck for for no particular reason, but it literally like leapt out of the deck, is a, is an amazing card, uh, which is uh, twenty one the sun, which means that everything's coming to fruition. Like all of your all of your work and goals are are in a, like a positive place. If you had a yes or no question, the answer would definitely be yes, and uh, it's a really positive card so so, yeah so things bode well in the future for you with uh completion and the the work that you've done and put in place is is going to to come back at you so yay that's good (laughs) seriously i hope so i've been i've been obsessively (laughs) reading tarot cards and reading and and chanting like oh my god i've been so weird like (laughs) I've been studying Buddhism and nihilism and uh, and reading all of these crazy texts and J.D. Salinger definitely. I mean, Catcher in the Rye has some super super nihilist nihilism in there. He he. Oh, totally. By the way, when I was cleaning uh, the attic yesterday, I found a ton of my books that I you know I used I have in a box and I forgot. Damn, I have so many good books. And then the uh, book that I found that was at the bottom was my red hardcover uh, uh, Catcher in the Ride that I sold from my high school library. Yeah. Which I still have. From like, It still has the stamp 1997 <laughs> uh, in the book. And I was like, yeah, that school's never getting that book back because no, I no, love no, that no. book. So, I mean, I think I'm going to rediscover either reading that or uh, Sid Hartha, which I love. Oh, yeah, in, which um, is a, and it's a great one because it's so short. Herman Hess, when I was yeah. teaching uh, Hess, um, I was teaching high school English, and all the kids for their final project, they got to choose a book off this one, this list. And it's funnier because the longer books were easier, and the hardest book is Siddhartha. And people the kids mostly chose it because it was the shortest book and they didn't read that one e- anyway either so it was like oh, oh, they don't know here. what they're missing they that don't know book what they're amazing. missing yeah yeah it's it's nice but when see, but i like that oh, story because ahead. it's it's poor little rich boy gains enlightenment <laughs> like exactly. the world well, was perfect it's kind of like what you're going through right now enlightenment <laughs> yeah well i'm trying <laughs> I'm trying. I did it. I did a tarot card I reading mean, for myself the other day, and it, and it was it was spot on when I got to the the card that was supposed to relay my my biggest fears. It was the Empress upside down, which is weird because the Empress three is a major arcana card, and it's like all about mothering and awesomeness and female energy and everything coming together and just really owning your own power. But when it's upside down, it means like. You, your self-esteem has taken some hits and that your vanity is p- playing a big role and that you just, you think that you're not good looking enough and so you're not going to get what you want. And I was like, whoa, my feet, my, how did you know my biggest fear is my vanity? That was like, holy Toledo, like, wow. It just, it just threw me that in the reading, I was like, my, my biggest fear is 
is that I'm not is that I'm not good enough. Wow, you got me, cards. You got me. Well, speaking from not being good enough, maybe women aren't good enough in contrast to what that Reddit that you wasn't said. that great. Wasn't that the best Reddit that ever Reddited? Oh, I Ladies loved that incel. I loved that incels comp. I thought it was so good. So good. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen in the podcast community, there is a funny, weird... Oh, I opened with it. I read it. Ha! Oh, oh you read it? Oh, good. Yeah, I opened the show with it. Um, and I love it because... Fuck? I know. Like, if only we had a cloaca, you know, where just everything went in and out of the same hole. But it was... I just... I love that, that, there, that somebody is on the internet, like actively trying to tear women down i just i just think it's so funny like what people are doing with their time now and and it, it ties back into like into buddhism and and that where it takes the same amount of energy to be angry and resentful as it does to be kind and empathetic it's the same amount of energy it takes the same amount of energy to be angry as it does to be helpful it takes the same amount of energy to love someone as it does to despise them. So, like, when I read things like that, and it's so thought out, there was so much thought that was put into that post, and it just makes me feel so sorry for that person that they, they're, the negative energy that they're fostering, it's powerful, and that they have all that powerful energy, and they could choose to focus it for a positive effect but no no they are a sorry pos yeah. who did not pay attention in biology class yeah i love it it's great <laughs> love it i'm like i i left a comment under uh under it and i'm just like well somebody called and said that your dick was too small yeah and it looked like the size of a vienna sausage which i found it very weird close to these things called saggy balls <laughs> I just I mean because first of all everybody knows the woman's body is beautiful. That's why we women are attracted to each other sometimes cuz sure. we are goddesses. Absolutely. But no one there aren't too many people out here that say, "Oh yeah, I mean men's bodies are excellent, but they have to be sculpted a certain way. We have this mm. idea of what a a, a man's physical sculpt that body, baby." Is yeah. I mean, so... Well, get me excited, Latoya. It takes very little these days to get me excited. Stop talking about sculpted bodies. <sighs> <laughs> but the fact of the matter that you have this... And I'm sure he is out of shape. I'm so, so sure he has some man tits. He's probably got a B cup. And he's probably got a small penis. Because most people that talk like that, they're not the best lookers themselves. Well, you know, and empathy... because of their own. I'm gonna give. They don't take care of themselves. I'm gonna give him a little empathy because movies and social representations of relationships have been pitting portly, unattractive men who might have a sense of humor with gorgeous young women. Like if you look at any movie, Jack Black. Jack Black. Yeah. Look at any movie. Look at. Um, he got an Oscar for it or whatever. Old flabby jack nicholson and he's with like young beautiful helen hunt and it's like oh, how dare you in the casting <laughs> and so when so many men have been watching these images for so long they get angry 
when they say, well, why doesn't, why doesn't she think, what is this? And it's like, well, the images that they've been imbibing from cultural norms have been that women have to be beautiful in order to be loved and men can be funny or whatever and they, and they deserve to be loved. So, right. And I, and I get that, but there's also with these people that, you know, you mentioned and I mentioned, they have personality, mm. like women love a person that has a sense of humor. That sure. would be Jack Black. Right. Um, he has a small penis, by the way. I know Does that he? for a fact, that? a friend of mine slept with him. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Jack Nicholson, I would still, I would still. Yeah, he's face. a bad example. He's good. Because he's, he's a hot guy. He's got charisma. Charisma. And so, but with these incels, and he, he sounds like an incel. Absolutely. It's 100% incel. 100%. I don't, I don't feel sorry for people who want to knock people down because of your own ignorance. Right, right. It's called a science book. It's a health book, a biology book. I, the thing is, he, what he's doing is placing his pain and agony and hate and, 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 and disgust on a woman's yeah, body. Yeah, displacing, because rather than it, putting it, it on his own. Foreign to uh-huh. him. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. foreign to him. And, and, you know, most of the time, the, the inc- let's just say all the time, incels are not lookers. They don't have any personalities. They don't try. They're creepy. They're rapey. They're, they're killers. And a lot of them are racist as well and sexist. Because so they're entitled. Because that they feel exactly. that, that the world entitled, that their being alive entitles them to have a woman please them in some way. But I think that they're getting that idea from popular media that that they don't have to do anything and they just, a woman should be like this. But the thing that they're forgetting is that we're people too. Like, like women are people. Oh, no. I think they're forgetting <laughs> a lot more than that. I think they're forgetting that, hey, you have to take responsibility of, like, you know, if there's some if there's some things that you want to change about your character, do it. You know, people grow out of certain things. But with incels, you know, the fact that it's not about them. It's about, yeah, well, I'm going to just start hating them because I'm not taking care of myself. Right. And I'm not trying to change my character because I'm a dickhead or I'm well, creepy. And do you know what the easiest thing to to change is uh, your your own your own body because you have the control of mm-hmm. what goes in and out of it and if you feel that if you and that's the thing dudes you can make your body be rad and sculpted it just takes work like women do it all the time yeah women do it all we the get time implants. and there's so check this out I'll 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 lift the veil so last oh that's not a phone call last Friday um, before the show I guess my paramour, uh, my, 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 uh, he, what had been, he, he gets here and the first thing he does is take off his shirt. And I'm like, excuse me, what are you doing? And he's, oh, my shirt's all wet. Cause I was riding my bike all day. It's all like sweaty. It's just completely wet. And he's like hanging around here with no shirt on with sculptedness, just out, just out. And I'm just sitting, I'm like, how, what am I supposed to do with this? So I went in the closet and I got him one of the old, one of the festival t-shirts and gave him another festival t-shirt. I was like, you need to put some clothes on. I can't handle this right. I cannot handle this. I can't focus on anything. 
Can you, you put a shirt on, please? Incel, ladies and gentlemen. He's not an incel, ladies and gentlemen. Not at all. No! <laughs> like, I just, I mean, and, and I shouldn't, it's just the problem is when I know people that are all sculpted and stuff, I, that's just, it's bad news. I can't see them not have clothes. I, and also well, right now, here's, here's another reason, I'm going to be honest, this is another reason why I've been nervous walking in the dark alone at night and even in the day sometime in certain, I have been not walking on certain streets. I'm really concerned, and maybe this is just my own fear and being growing up in the 80s and 90s, and um, but and the lady was yelling it last night on the on the street, fucking rape, like things are getting Yikes. scary, and guys aren't having sex, like people who are sheltered in place with their loved ones and with people that they're in relationships with. I'm sure that they're um, having sex, but yes. there are a lot of people that are sheltered in place and that yes. haven't who are there's some sexual energy and tension flying around and that in me and and maybe I'm being paranoid but no you're not I'm no, you're being not. more careful about where I am That's, what time it is and where I'm putting myself because yes. if we're going to be sheltered in place until June this is another month of people not be, not having the ability to, to get close to one another. And that's, I mean, and again, I have a vivid imagination, so I can masturbate to podcasts with no problem and pictures or whatever I want. But I'm, you know, just for my own safety, I feel like be careful out there, ladies, because um, desperation so breeds unpredictable that. behavior. And I don't, you know. I, I'm really glad that you're mentioning that because, and that's your woman's intuition. Because that's something that we have where we know, like, you know what? I'm going to take these extra precautions because something is telling me this does not feel right and I'm going to avoid these situations. And you're absolutely right. That's something we haven't dived into, the fact that, you know, no one is going out. And, you, you know, if you are having some kind of relations with someone, it's mostly with a significant other or what have you. You know, you're not going out to pick up chicks or dudes right now. Right. And men, men can be very devious. Yeah, I'm going to sound real sexist right now. Um, (laughs) Turn the tables. I mean, because the fact of the matter, there are are desperate dudes out there that will do anything. And they don't care. Yeah. They don't care who they pick up or if the woman has anything, STD or Corona, you know, the fact, and then, you know, you know, you know that you're walking alone at night. Yeah. Yeah. Especially there's no one around. No one and around. the only people are around. There's just the people living on the street. And not, not saying, mentally. And, and I'm not saying that the pe- people that live on the street are rapists. That's not what I'm saying at no, all. No. What I'm saying is that about those people. as a, as a woman in a, Des- when it, in a desolate city now, let's think about mm-hmm. where we're putting ourselves. And I, I've literally been thinking about. I am in. If I am not, if I do not have a ride, I am home before dark, absolutely, hundred percent. Or I'll make the choice to stay here and lock myself in. Like it is. Once it's dark, if I don't have. Oh, and I'm not going to get in an Uber because I can't do it anyways because I don't have a smartphone. But I'm not going to get an Uber and cab because that, I think, is dangerous. I feel like that's like, let's pass pass Corona. I'm not going to walk up to the 14 and take the bus because the bus at, after dark now is it's, it's scary. The guy asked me if, 
if I had any crack the other day. I was there late. That's like Ooh. the last time I took the 14 bus late at night. Not even late. It was like 8.30, right? I left here at oh, 8. Shoot. I got to the 14. I got on the bus to go home because it was dark and I didn't want to walk. And I, I'm sitting there uh, 12 feet apart from a gentleman who then leans over and goes, you got any crack? And I'm like, do I look? I look like a crackhead? Like what? But if you're on the bus after dark, the 14, yeah, you look like a crackhead. Everyone's a crackhead after now. So things, and that's the last time I, mean, I took the bus. And then even walking, because I know where you're walking from, yeah. it could get really, really shady walking. Soma, yeah, Soma's pretty shady. The, yeah, Soma, like I don't even like sometimes walking at Soma, like because of there's some really sketchy characters at night. Like I haul ass. You know, so yeah. even what, and plus, there's no one out there. There's no cars, really. No, there's, there's no cars. You know, oh. no one walking on the street. On my way this here, is, on my way here, not today, but two days ago, I was walking down uh, 8th Street, and I was in the Soma, and I'm walking, doing, saying my, saying my chants, doing my stuff, memorizing my jokes, and I look to my right, and there's a guy, his pants are just down, and he has no, and his dick is just out, and not in like a, oh I'm showing off my dick kind of way, in a Westworldy kind of like, I'm in cold storage, I'm just a naked person kind of way. It was so weird, and I screamed, I was like, ah, like, oh my God. So that's the, it's the middle of the day on 8th Street in Soma, and a guy just has his pants down. Like, things are getting wacky. Like, and not in a, not in a fun kind of like, whoopity-doo, no. this is fun and weird. It's like, it's not like in a fulsome way of like, look about dick piercings and I'm uh, shirt cocking. It's like, weird and scary and, oh, in the, uh, I don't know, the people selling drugs to each other. People are just, I mean, I've seen people shooting up on the street before. That's not uncommon at bus right. stops. And stuff. Now, it's it's insane. Just, I, there was a guy today with these huge open sores on his legs. And, and the police oh, drove by. And I'm like, why is no one picking this man up and taking him to the hospital? And that's, and that's also the issue. Like, if, you know, and, and ladies and gentlemen, especially ladies, there's not too many police you see out on the streets because there's not too many. They're not worried about the the vagrants out on the street. They're not worried about those people. If anything, you know, they're worried about the professionals that live or maybe worked. But since no one's leaving their home and working, right. the police aren't too worried about the rest of the public. Helping so me. That's why you, <laughs> right. Because they're expecting people like you. Well, she's just going to be in the house anyway. You know, like it's, it's, you know, you, what you make is a valid point, you know, and I suggest, yeah, being home before dark yeah. <laughs> because now, like I said earlier, now that we're going to be here until the first Ooh. and maybe even longer, Ooh. this is when people are going to get desperate and yeah. people are broke and hungry. Yep. And when you have people who are broke, hungry and desperate, there is no positive shit that really happens no, with that. That, 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 that means crime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because, again, desperation breeds unpredictable behavior. We're not taking care of our people. We weren't before. We aren't now. The guy had open sores on his legs, and the police drove <sighs> right by. And 
And that's got to be from injecting hair. I mean, heroin. I. So not, not only does he probably have hepatitis, but mm. we don't know what other things that he has. And COVID. he touches surfaces. And, right. And he's still there, knowing that he could be possibly a health risk. Right, right. Next to yeah. and all those, all those, all those uh, tents. Are they six feet apart? No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I well, love you, Latoya. I have. Stay I safe. I love you too. I you too. You especially. Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah. Listen after, to this podcast. I'm gonna be like your mama. Be home after dark. I know. I'm seriously. I'm gonna. I'm trying. Be home before to, the streetlights. I'm trying to be safe. I'm definitely staying under streetlights. I'm. I'm trying to I mean I'm going to start carrying um years ago one of my little people one of my little buddies Daria who's going into high school next year my god but years ago her and her friend Lida made me Christmas presents and they wrapped up uh she wrapped up this cool stick in like tape and and silver tape and she's like this is to keep you safe and so I'm going to start carrying it around again it's this, it's this nice large uh one by one by two stick but it's all protected in tape and stuff so it's sort of like a a three and a half foot sword made out of wood kind of thing and it fits right in my backpack so that I can just whip it out if something happens I can just grab it and then hit someone over the head with it or I could do some damage and not like damage like really hurt anybody but surprise them enough and I always wear tennis shoes that I could run away very fast so poke them in their eye well, it's not that it's it's not sharp at the end. It's a it's like an inch wide and two inches thick, and it's about three and a half feet long, and it's covered oh, in tape all the way. Knife. It's but it's just a, it's just <laughs> a square stick. It's just like a big square one by two. So if but if you whap somebody with a stick in the shins, that hurts, and then you run away because they're not expecting that. They're not expecting like a weird piece of wood to come out of your backpack. <laughs> Like I'm like I'm Kill Bill or something. Like I'm anyway. Haha, ha, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, be cautious. Do be home. Be home before the streetlights, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> and then if you are walking, walk in streetlights. Don't walk on streets without streetlights. Exactly. Be safe. Don't and don't have your earphones up. Yep. No, I don't. I haven't been wearing earphones. I'm definitely conscious, aware, and present when I'm walking in the city now. And you should be too. Uh, thank you, LaToya. Hey. I love you. And love you. I'll we talk will to you talk soon. next week. Yay. Ulta Gas, Sheriff of Truth. Yay, yay. Sheriff of Truth. That was the Sheriff of Truth calling in. Telling us what's going on in the world. Things are so scary. All right. MutinyRadio.fm here in .sf. This is the AltaCast every high noon on Wednesday until 2 p.m. I'm going to play another song by the Carpenters because I love the Carpenters, you know? I do. All right. uh, This is another one of my favorite Carpenter songs. This is Rainy Days and Mondays. Don't 
talking to myself and feeling old sometimes i'd like to quit nothing ever seems to fit hanging around nothing to do but frown rainy days and mondays always get me
what i like it's uh it's embarrassing and lame sometimes but amazing and wonderful come on uh what i really love i'm gonna play us out today with some smashing pumpkins because i love the smashing pumpkins i'm sorry i'm a child of the 80s and 90s and gish came out in 91 right before i went to college and i mean i listened to that album, oh God, so many times. I am one, and I mean all of them. There's so many beautiful songs. So, uh, and one of my favorite songs is "Drown." I love the song "Soma." There's so many Smashing Pumpkin songs I love so much that are so embedded in my psyche from the '90s, and I just can't move past it, you know. Anyway, so I'm gonna play you guys out with that. Stay tuned. At 2 o'clock, some call me Tim coming up. Usually we talk about God, but today God is dead because I've been reading Nietzsche this week. <laughs> and I'm going to talk with Warhol Kaufman about nihilism, 
which I'm a big, big fan of, I, I guess. That's what I've been figuring out as I've been reading about it. <laughs> anyway, it's been a fun week. Uh, stay tuned to Things at Mutiny Radio. Also, we've got all kinds of fun things happening. I hope that you're listening in. Get our app. Go to that GoFundMe and give me some money so I can pay the rent here during these crazy COVID times. Till June, we're going to be shut down. <laughs> Enjoy some Smashing Pumpkins. Thanks. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. This has been the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio.
Hall Kaufman holding on line one, waiting for two o'clock with our next podcast. It's going to be starting up here. Some call me Tim. We're going to talk about existentialism and nihilism and all kinds of things, great things. So stay tuned for that in three minutes after this amazing Smashing Pumpkins. This is not my favorite song. I believe it's off Ava Adore, but uh, 